baby, you know what that sound means. It's time for The Edge with Terry Waldrop. Terry talks about all the hottest topics in sports every single weekday from 9 to 10 a.m. He's controversial, he's charismatic, and he's the captain of this ship for the next hour. Here's your host, Terry Waldrop. All right, all right, all right. Welcome in Sports Talk 97.7. We're a Fox Sports Radio affiliate. The Edge, Terry Waldrop, Jamie Foxx, Meltdown Monday. Uh, You wonder what else is going to go on in the crazy, zany, ever-changing world of college football. So much to get to, so little time. Check us out on the Washita Valley Federal Credit Union. I think that's the general consensus. Everybody's going, who will stay with us through this? And it would be one, Matt Luke. And by the way, they did play some pretty inspired football Thursday night, Thanksgiving night against Mississippi yeah, State. We won't get into the discipline. It's late like they knew that Dan Mullen yeah. was gone. Dan Mullen moves to Florida, which is a great move for Dan Mullen. Kind of saw that happening. Uh, Mississippi State's on the clock. You know you know the early leader on the Mississippi State job? Uh, was Manny Diaz? No, no. Yeah, I'm going to break news here on the edge. Mike Bubbo? No, John Gruden. <laughs> John Gruden is the early leader on the Mississippi State job. And at A&M, and at Arkansas, and at Arizona yeah. State, and at Nebraska. And Slippery Rock. Rock. That, that's a right. little known. Uh, Hell, he may be the head ge- in Georgia Southern. For all Eastern New Mexico State University. Yeah. They have a uh, little known fact that one time Gruden stopped for gas. Not in Corvallis, New Mexico. At a station owned by a friend of the mailman's ex-wife's third cousin, who said John Gruden loves that area, and he will be a uh, wolf pack for uh, eastern New Mexico uh, I, next year. I can so see Grey it happening. House. I'm sorry, uh, Grey House. Yeah. I can see it happening. Yeah. Uh, he's he's going to bag the ESPN $6 billion a year job. And good God, people. And, okay, so I've been thinking about this, Jamie, on how I wanted to address this, because I was inundated yesterday and actually today, too. Uh, with Peg, what do you think about this? The Tennessee situation. First of all, let me let me encapsulate this for a second. So, Tennessee fires Butch Jones, which they were going to fire Butch Jones because, I don't know, they were going to fire Phil Fulmer because he wasn't winning a national championship. Well, he did win one. Um, he wasn't doing so well. So, it's been a dumpster fire, Tennessee, since then. Uh, my boy Donnie Tindall, I thought, got a very raw deal at Tennessee. He did. Uh, the leadership has been... Lacking, to say the least. They've switched ADs. The new AD, the clock's ticking on that dude. The Curry guy. John Curry. Uh, and, and I don't know him. I'm sure he's a nice guy. But the clock's ticking there. But the debacle of this Greg Schiano potential hire. And are we to the point now that social media is so relevant in these pseudo-sports uh, celebrity guys? And, and let me go on record. Clay Travis, I like a lot of what he says. I, I do. I think he's a very intelligent guy. He has some interesting takes. I think he's a little bit over the top when he goes on CNN throwing boobs out there, and then he asks Tim Tebow, that was his, his yep. break-in, hey, are you still a virgin? So the guy has a, uh, a flair for being making a donkey's behind of himself to, to generate ratings. So he goes off yesterday and over the weekend. Uh Apparently, Tennessee was close to hiring Greg Schiano, and so 
the thing comes out. Who's Greg Schiano? He was the coach of the Buccaneers. He got fired. He was at Rutgers. He had a losing record at Rutgers, like 67 to 68. It's freaking Rutgers. Yes. He made them relevant. Yes. If it, I think Greg Schiano, I think Rutgers would take Greg Schiano back right now. Uh, Rutgers is the equivalent of Mississippi State. Four and eight this year, and they're happy. Okay. I mean, he made them. He was a, a one game under 500 at Rutgers. And he built them from a dumpster fire. The Ohio State University, certainly one of the top five programs in the country. Urban Meyer, by anybody's count, certainly one of the top five coaches, college coaches in the country, vetted Shiano. They gave him a coordinator's position. And so it's only natural that you go from a coordinator at a major power to another head coach. By the way, he was also heavily courted last year for head coaching jobs. And and was looking for something like a Tennessee to open. It has, and all of a sudden, everybody in East Tennessee, the border knows more about Greg Schiano than his own wife yeah, does. Fanboy from Tennessee, they get out and they have a big rock that they paint at the University of Tennessee on there. Now, Tennessee fan, remember, these are the same guys that burned their mattresses and protested when Lane Kiffin took off for USC. Now we're beginning to see USC and Tennessee. Hmm. Really? So they have a history of being a little delusional. Hate to break it for you, Tennessee fan. Uh, yeah, well, John Gruden is coming. That, that's just, you keep believing that. But anyway, so they paint on this rock, um, and I forget exactly what the verbiage was. I'll look it up in a minute. Uh, basically, Shiano protected child rapist Sandusky at Penn State. Now, here's the catch on this one. How many years ago has this been now? Doesn't matter how many years. He was ago. at Penn State before. He was at Penn State for four or five years in the early nineties when Sandusky was there. Obviously, some stuff going on. McQuarrie, uh, Mike McQuarrie, testified under oath that he had seen Sandusky involved with a young boy in the locker room. Reported it to Paterno. Goes up to the line. He also reported later that another coach had told him, "Hey, another coach has told me the same thing." And he said, was it uh, Greg Schiano? And the guy, the name guy said, yes. Now, this is hearsay of hearsay of hearsay. Uh, the Pennsylvania Attorney General charged everybody, anybody he could. The president of the university did prison time. Right. Okay, so they charged everybody, anybody they could, mm-hmm. and rightfully so. The state of Pennsylvania, never, it was never even a consideration to charge a Sh- the Schiano guy with this. Uh, again, you mentioned the time frame it has. But this is a convenient excuse for Tennessee fans who didn't want him to play the moral superior card. Well, we don't want anybody that supports child rape. Well, yeah, you think anybody does? So that's the Tennessee fanboy not getting their way. So they use this. This is a convenient. They feel good about the excuse to blast and defame the character of Greg Schiano, who will probably not get a head job based on this personally as a coach. I hope Shiano sues them and every single individual. I hope he cleans Clay Travis out defamation for character. defamation of character. Right. Because for the first time, really, you have seen fanboy social media push the envelope in terms of hiring and firing coaches. Uh, it's out of the hands of, of other people. It's into the social media sphere. Uh, we saw this in the presidential election. We're seeing it now. If you don't think these cats have some power, uh, you're, you're kidding yourself. And, I, and I'll give you no better example than Barack Obama or Donald Trump. Both of those guys can tweet directly to me and you, and they can reach billions of people instantly. 
Same principle here goes on with Tennessee. Now, the question for Tennessee, and they're going to owe Shiano money. Here, here's a couple million dollars. Our way of saying don't fire, don't, don't sue us anymore. If I'm Shiano, I am loading for bear on this one. And every single person that defamed my character, they're part of the lawsuit. Every single individual, because here's the deal. This guy's character has been irrefutably, irreparably damaged because of this. No question is future prospects for employment have been uh, taking a hit. Uh, as you said, not just Ohio State as their defensive coordinator. Tampa Bay hired him for two years. Now, you know, there's some rumblings that he, you know, rubs some players the wrong way. Who oh, okay. do Everybody does. I do that. Everybody right. does. Right, exactly. And we're, I thought we were a society about second chances, I guess, except for football coaches. Um, and a lot of this is, it, you know, people marching outside Neyland Stadium, wanting to fire John Curry. If he hires Greg Schiano, it was a mob mentality. Here's the other thing Clay Travis does. Clay Travis publishes John Curry, the athletic director, his home, or excuse me, his cell phone number. Puts that out there. It well, becomes personal. Clay Travis is a lawyer, so I hope he's done his research on this because... I think Clay Travis is too full of himself. He's going to need, he's gonna need his... Uh, own legal services here pretty soon because uh, look, I get the guy is sharp, but there's a personal aspect to this. Uh, and ultimately, at the end of the day, I've told you this, and you know the Arkansas lady is a perfect example. Folks, athletic directors, God knows, interim athletic directors do not hire football and basketball coaches. Not according it to goes to the pre- <laughs> please. That's that's bad smoke and mirrors. That's not even good smoke and mirrors. Presidents do. So I guarantee you, whoever the president is at Tennessee. Endured yesterday and the day before an avalanche of influential people calling him uh, and torpedoed the Greg Schiano deal. The president pulled the plug on that one, and that's what's good. Look at Arkansas because I heard her speech, and we're going to get into this in just a minute. Uh, I do. Uh, Gene Chizik, the former coach at Auburn, you know that won a national championship. And they fired him two years later. Had a great quote uh, over the weekend. This is a tweet. So. This is the week to fire your coach. Be careful what you wish for. Mac Brown averaged 10.6 wins in his first 12 seasons at Texas. In the four years since they fired him, the Longhorns averaged five and a half wins a year. They have not won more than six games in the last four years. Do the math. Oh, what a shame. <laughs> what a shame. Yeah, Tom Herman, how'd that work out this year for Herman? Uh, 500, yeah. Uh, but, it, it, you know, and here's the I mean, how much, how much, how much money well, after, per win? It's a million per win? Well, after all, Terry, he can't just come in there and sprinkle pixie dust on everything and make it like he said. But uh, if you're paying Tom Herman the kind of money you are, you better come up with something. If you're Greg Schiano, you don't have a chance to defend yourself. Uh, and my understanding, Terry, and I may be wrong on this because I don't want to go into conjecture too far either, but I think a, an agreement was in place. I mean, my understanding is... They had a preliminary agreement in place from what a preliminary, yeah. from what the report say, and they were just... Both of them had to back out of the, the Steven Schiano, but... Like you said, I'm not backing out without some money. I mean, you know, you're you're promised a job. Uh, granted, it may at this point nothing may have been in writing at this point, but Curry, I believe, had flown to Columbus to seal the deal and was bringing back Shiano last night for the news conference. And that's how things. And then you saw everybody marching like you know idiots outside of Neyland Stadium, like they all know. Should that be studying, Greg Schiano? No, well, these were these were not just students. I mean, it's nothing says protest like 
your foot, you know, not a social injustice or something, you know, really important. Nothing says protest like load the family up in the wagon family truckster. Let's load out in Zealand and let's get some pitchforks and some torches and let's protest the foot clouds. Okay. There. There's only one direction Tennessee can go now. Art Browse. With that, we're going to take a break. You're listening to Edge, Sports Talk 97. We're a Fox Sports Radio affiliate. We were. We were before this segment. Uh, Clay Travis, uh, notwithstanding. Oh, Clay's going to come on after us, I'm sure. Oh, and, and I'm sure he will. I'm not a fan today. At any rate, this segment sponsored by our friend who is a fan, Mr. Bobby Manning, attorney at law, Minnesota, Louisiana attorney, specializing in criminal offense, wrongful death, personal injury, whatever you need, Bobby is there for you. Catch Bobby today. Give him a call. Put him on your side, 318-324-1411. Bobby Manning, attorney at law. The Edge with Terry Waldrop is back. And better than ever. Hit Terry up at 888-993-7762 to join in on all the fun. And welcome back in. Sports Talk 97.7. Terry Waldrop, Jamie Foxx, John Tabor. The Edge on a tumultuous Monday. Uh, talking about all things football. We might get into a little basketball. We had a uh, University of Illinois player that they threw a flag the other day in the Illinois game. He took the flag and threw it back at the official. Uh, word is that LSU may be recruiting that guy as a quarterback. They need to. In yeah. the future. Yeah. Uh, lots of stuff. Uh, your, your thoughts are welcome. 888-993-7762-888-993-7762. Washtenaw Valley Federal Credit Union. Text line, we got a bunch of texts I'm going to read. Uh, I do want to address this one first. Delario, Matt Canada, Mississippi State. Delario, I don't know if there's enough drugs to send Matt Canada to Mississippi State. Um, you're the you're the highest paid coordinator in America. Um, no, I, I think Mississippi State. And, and sorry, Bulldog fans, that is. Uh, I think two names to see and watch there. Maybe uh, Manny Diaz. Yes, and also Mike Bobo at Colorado State. Uh, I think Frank Wilson. Possibly. I think Frank Wilson will be a great hire. And then all of a sudden, you go get the guy in Kansas. What's the high school co- former high school coach? From New Orleans, it's a Kansas town. Tony Hall. I think you go get Tony Hall as your coordinator, and then you can do some damage. So, uh, interesting things going on there. Well, possibly. Uh, but, again, uh, Canada, I'm not saying he won't get a uh, head coach. I think conference. Canada's bailing. I think he's gone. Do you? Yeah. Uh, I think the rub with Ed Orgeron is too great. Well, then he, he, he might be in play at a number of places. But, uh, again, right now, as far as if he's doing it just for the, uh, you know, and, of course, you've got to worry about Aranda, too. But I think uh, we'll see. If I think I, can, I think I didn't mean to cut you off. No, I think okay. with LSU, you're going to see the long term. Uh, I don't know what's a good way to put it. I think the long term interests are going to be best served by what your coordinators do this year. If they both take a job, I think that tells you some thought process they're going to have on Ed Orgeron's long term future. Long term future, because that's what they've sold the fan base on. Uh, we got the greatest coordinators in the history of history. Yeah, okay. I think both of those guys, I, I, I don't have no inside information. It would not surprise me to see those guys fail. But it's got to be to a winnable situation. If you're an LSU coordinator, if you're an Alabama coordinator, or Florida State, Ohio State, if you're one of those top ten coordinators in America, I think you go after a top ten job because you look at what Tom Herman has done. Of course, Tom Herman goes to Houston. Is Houston a higher level than Mississippi State? I think you could probably make the case it may very well be because they're not in SEC West. Well, from the standpoint of recruiting base. I can win. Can, can you win at Mr. 
Dan Mullen, as successful as he was at Mississippi State, was he really that successful? Or was he just better than everybody else they've had there? I don't know if he had a winning overall SEC record. I know he had an overall winning record. He was over a very low percentage against the top 25 teams. Yeah, so be careful, you know, as you said what you asked. Terry, right now there's 13 openings that I've four, four have been filled so far. Dan Mullen, of course, going to Florida. Bo Baldwin, the ex Eastern Washington coach, very successful, which I think is a pretty solid hire for Oregon State for me with the area. Uh, of course, Ole Miss sticks with interim Mac Luke, and UCLA goes with the uh, Chip Kelly. You still got Mississippi State, Tennessee, Texas A&M, Arkansas, Arizona, Nebraska, UTEP, South Alabama, and Georgia Southern. Who I think currently, is and there's going to be more this week. Yeah, so this this actually greases the skids for uh, Tennessee to hire Jim Bob Cooter, which was my uh, in the clubhouse favorite. Uh, I think they should hire a fanboy. I, I tell you what, I have a new program that I dislike now. Tennessee, Tennessee. yeah. Because of the way they've handled things. Yeah. I absolutely dislike the way their fan base is diluted. The, the Tennessee fan base, I mean, guys, it ain't 1978. Yeah, I mean, you, you had a good guy. we got to get rid of him. Or, or you know, Kevin Sumlin. I'm a Sumlin fan. I'm a bigger fan now. They're going to pay that guy $10 million to not coach. Yeah, and he's what a deal. And I think Kevin Sumlin lands at Arizona State. Oh, I do too. Somewhere like that. Um, I don't discount this. Don't discount Mike Leach to Texas A&M. I'm telling you. And I know everybody's talking about Jimbo Fisher going to Texas a Why would Jimbo Fisher go to Texas A&M? Arkansas is also after Leach. I'm telling you, the hatred between Texas Tech and Texas A&M, people don't get that. There is a hatred there between those, for whatever reason between those two schools. Texas is just like, Texas, Texas A&M is like, eh, we just don't like you. Eh, we're better than you. There's a hatred between Tech and Texas A&M. For whatever reason, Leach still has a huge, huge issue with the way he was handled at Texas Tech, which was criminally bad. And so he would like nothing better to roll down to a which is a better job than Texas Tech, and put the smack down on the Red Raiders. Don't discount Mike. And if he does that, I am an Aggie fan today. So you don't think Jimbo Fisher is? No. 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 Okay. Yeah, let me go get in the league with Alabama. Let me go get the division with Alabama. Well, he's still got to beat Clemson. And, uh, yeah, okay. Clemson. He's got, still got to beat Clemson. Okay, I think he's good with That's that. That's it. We'll stop there. They had a down year, and these idiots down there, oh, we're going to fire Jim. You had people on social media mad at Nick Saban. Miami. Well, he should have run this. He should have done that. Really? Yeah, I think uh, – I think really you've got a situation. It's it's very fluid right now. At a place like, for example, our good friends at Arkansas, who oh my really God, Homer, who had that lovely press conference, and she's uh, she's a boy man on the now. Where was Julie Peoples Comer? I'm going to be sexist here. That girl looks like she's 18. Well, okay, we're going to catch it on that. Um, try, I, I, I'm, not, I'm just telling you, she looks very, very, very young. I'm sure she's not. I'm sure she's highly qualified. As a matter of fact, she told us how qualified she was. You hired Kevin Wilson in no, Indiana. No, no. She was on the committee that hired the football coach at Indiana. That would be Kevin I'm Wilson. sure that fires up the old Arkansas. Who knew they had football at Indiana? Breaking news again, folks, on the edge. They do have football at Indiana. Who knew, right? Yeah, well, I mean, she's uh, she's in control. and, and <laughs> She's been not on... in control. Oh, yes, she is, Terry. Just listen she's to the, her. She said she was going to leave the search. Guys, not, there's not going to be a search firm involved. She will be the point man on this. They point have, person, Jamie. Oh, thank you. Uh, now we go to 
a little just little uh, clarification here. They didn't actually fire him on the field. They took him into an office. Adjacent to the field. Adjacent to the field. And the reason she did that was so she could inform the players who were going to be in the locker room, who, who were going to be going, be going their separate ways, apparently. And she did not want the players to hear it from social media or anywhere else. So that's why she did it that way. Um, Folks, if you think the AD hires and fires football and basketball coaches, you've got to quit drinking the Kool-Aid. You've got to quit sniffing the glue. ADs do not. They are the executioner. They carry out the plan. And she even said that in, her, in one of the statements that she made. By the way, her press conference, she did not win that press conference. It was, it was not. I heard it. I listened to it. Uh, she looked very uncomfortable there. Of course, I mean, you're, you're in the spotlight. At any rate, uh, pretty much unprecedented with firing the coach right after the game. Why not fire him in the third quarter? That's what we're going to see next. This firing brought to you by, insert sponsor's name here, and you know, a lot Tony's of- Tire Store. <laughs> if you get fired, come on down for us. We'll rotate your tires, give you a free balance. And all of these done, are done, of course, now. The uh, expert, probably why Ole Miss did what they did, is because of the early signing day. I mean, it's in December. It's next, it's next month. I think the 10th. Oh, my like God. It. If I am a recruit right now, in the debacle at Tennessee, people recruiting against Tennessee right now are high-fiving themselves. Uh, Marshall, uh, uh, West Virginia, Virginia, anybody recruiting against Tennessee is literally giddy. Well, they just, lost, themselves. They just lost Joe Horn's son, uh, decommitted last night from uh, Tennessee. I think uh, probably South Carolina's in the lead there. But, uh, yeah, I mean, they've already had – they had – Tennessee was, was having – well, I think they were in the top five or top – in easily in recruiting till Butch Jones got fired, and uh, now you've got to put a – you don't even know who you – then you, you run to Greg Schiano, who I think could put not only – I think he could put a, a, a very good staff together as well. He does have the, the head coach experience. He, he was in the pro – he was a head coach in the pros. Whatever his background is, and people learn from their mistakes. So he had Orgeron, you know, if you want to believe. I still think it's a work in progress, but – He's, um, you know, he's a better coach than he was at Ole Miss, but he's also surrounded by better talent better than talent. he was at Ole Miss. He's got no. coordinate, and we'll see how. Look, I mean, the, the story's yet to be written on yeah, that. Order. Yeah, y'all don't build the statue just yet. No, you might want to slow down on that. Don't pour the cement yet, just yet. But for Tennessee, the delusion is, and I've got friends of mine in Tennessee that I've already talked to about this. The delusion of that fan base and that expectations up there. Look, you want Mick Jagger and the Rolling Stones, and you're 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 actually 38 special on a bad night. To put it in a, in a rock and roll vernacular for you, Mick Jagger, John Gruden's not coming, folks. Nick Saban is not coming. Urban Meyer is not coming. It's just, and, and Tennessee fan is so delusional that they think that's what they're going to get, and all of a sudden now, do you think every coach that might have Pause. Oh, wait a minute. I don't know about i tell you who might go. Now you take a Matt Canada, put him at Tennessee. That might not be a bad gig because the expectations will be a little bit lower, but it's not a primetime job. You're not going to lure an NFL primetime. Bill Belichick is not going to wear the crusty orange of the Tennessee Volunteers, folks. There's a reason why Tennessee is delusional. Do tell. It is Crystal Meth Labs. It w- at one point, it was the biggest stadium, maybe in the country, certainly the SEC. 
It's got a lot of resources as far as, you know, it, it pretty much dominates, obviously, the state of Tennessee. The problem is Tennessee doesn't put out a lot of college talent. They put out some. It's got some You great... can't win with Tennessee kids at a high Division One level. That's right. And Period. Let's take a break. I, I want to come back to that. You're listening to Sports Talk 97.7. That is Terry Walter, Jamie Foxx. This segment brought to you by our friends at GB Cooley, reminding you to support an incredibly worthwhile cause, which is the Louisiana Special Olympics. Feel free to text us. i got a bunch of texts to try to get to here. 888 Washtenaw Valley Federal Credit Union text line. This segment sponsored again, my friends, at GB Cooley. Back over mental How does it feel? You're officially living on the edge. Hit Terry Waldrop up at 888-993-7762 and let him know. It's The Edge with Terry Waldrop. And welcome back in Sports Talk, the 977, the new Sports Talk 977. Terry Waldrop, Jamie Foxx. Uh, this segment brought to you by our friends at Powerworks Gourmet Pizza by Design. Uh, go see them on Tower Drive next to Nukes in Monroe. A uh, couple things out there for you. Uh, Richie and Bienville, appreciate you listening, Richie. Shiano's last head coaching stop proved him to be a proper a pompous D uh, who would rather throw his players under the bus uh, and lie through his teeth than take the blame for his team's shortcomings. That was two grown men in Tampa. He destroyed his character years ago. Uh, Delario with a Matt Canada thing. I, I think Matt Canada, uh, I, I think Tennessee is, it should, has to be a possibility at this point. Steve says, what Clay Travis said about his part is true. He may face a lawsuit. Uh, grounds for slander, you know, who knows with social media these days. Um, on the other hand, the next time there's a coaching situation like with Les, would you fellas, I'm assuming that's me and you, Jamie, intervene? I'm sure it'll be okay if you just use your charm and charisma. Hey, I'm going to tell you what, guys. You, you always get an opinion. Whether you like it or not, I'll give you an opinion. Sometimes it's more informed than others. Uh, sometimes not. It's Richie, and I agree on this one. Kiffin is going to land one of those SEC jobs. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, Steve says two for Mississippi, Les Miles and Mac Brown. Seriously, I heard they're thinking about UAB's Bill Clark, uh, Fedora, and the Troy coach, Neil Brown at Mississippi State. Or who? Uh, I'm assuming Mississippi State. Yeah, those would be solid. Uh, Neil Brown's got a, a pretty good rep there. Uh, he's, he has some SEC experience as an offensive coordinator at Kentucky. Uh, he's done a good job in three years at Troy. Uh, again, you know, the people that it's like Tom Herman. The way I look at some of these things, Terry, is, you know, yeah, uh, and even Scott Frost right now, who is odds on favorite probably for the Nebraska job now. Yeah, they've done well, but their body of work is only two or three years old. Same thing with Mike Norvell at Memphis. Same thing with, with, uh, you know, Frost and, and all these guys. Yeah, they've had, they've done, they've started out very well and they may end up being the best coaches. You know, but you are taking a chance, I think. Now, Dan Mullen, that's the thing I like. That's a proven commodity. Dan Mullen is a Ford F-150. Right. That's what Dan Mullen is. Yeah. It's going to get you there. It's going to do it with a certain degree of style. It ain't going to win the Indianapolis 500. But, brother, it is reliable. I love the Dan Mullen hire. I, I'm a big Dan Mullen fan. You know, nowadays everybody wants to flash. we got to have the hot hire. we got to have the latest new guy that knows everything and yeah maybe well and i don't know if uh speaking to the last text i don't know if dan mullen has as much charm and charisma as terry and i do but 
but he's still a solid coach. They hired McIlwain. Dan Mullen is Arsenio Hall compared to McIlwain. Exactly. (laughs) Uh, McIlwain had the personality of the fish that you saw in that picture. Where did Jim McIlwain land, by the way? Who knows? But uh, it's it's back and forth. I think that the Tennessee situation is so interesting because, you know, right now, you got to say, well, if they're going to meddle in it, let's just say Lane Kiffin's back in play at Tennessee. Does he really? Lane Kiffin ain't going back to Tennessee now. Jamie, you just lost all your A-level coaches at Tennessee. You, you just you just got rid of the A-list. You're uh, not going to walk into that unless they pay you an exorbitant. You know, this little fiasco with Tennessee just cost the, the AD will go, likely the president. You're going to hire somebody. You're going to have a hire up-and-coming guy that you're going to have to take a chance on now because the, the established people, what do you think that reverberates around the coaching community? You have Shiano, and I don't care if you like him or you think he's a, a D-bag or what. Bottom line is this, this guy was the NFL coach. This guy made Rutgers respectable, and I'm not sure anybody you know, outside of uh, Belichick could do that. They, they didn't light it on fire, but nobody does. Very well-respected guy, been around football for a long time, a good reputation. To a big extent, does he make mistakes like everybody else? Yes, but you don't think that reverberates in the coaching community what they did to this guy. So if I'm the new guy coming in, they're protesting the guy they ain't even hired yet. What are they going to do to me if I lose to Wichita State? Well, and to to your point, I mean, let's say okay, Nick Saban, personality of a porcupine. Bill Belichick, personality of a porcupine. Greg Schiano, personality of a porcupine. But. Ask the people in Alabama, do they really care? No, he wins. Not you know, forget Saturday. I mean, the, the I've got idiots out there yeah, on I social media. Fire saving the game is passing by. If you know, hell, I even saw Skip Holtz's name mentioned in the Arkansas job. I mean, and, and somebody else's. I mean, do you really? Care? I mean, at this point, if you're a, a program that struggled for so long like Tennessee has done now, do you, what do you, I mean, you, you got to hire, if, if you got to hire a hit man, you do it. Because you got a 102,000 seat stadium, you got to feel. I mean, you've got to be patient and people want instant gratification. Yeah. Instant, I want, I want to win today. I don't want to build. I don't want to do. And so now all the stuff that uh, has been done in years past for all these programs, you throw it on the scrap heap and you're selling future success for trying to win today and you know it typically look at texas texas there's no better example out there mac brown ain't winning we got to get rid of him i know he just wins 10 and a half 11 games a year we got to win more you've won five and a half the last six years since you got rid of him. right tennessee philip fulmer uh less miles to lsu and orgeron incomplete i would say i thought orgeron did a phenomenal job this year after the troy loss the question for LSU, A, can you get a quarterback? B, can you keep your coordinators? I think that's going to be the telltale sign for LSU. And I would tell you, Jamie, just my prediction for what it's worth, I think you lose one, if not both, your coordinators this year. Because all these job openings, are they're going to start looking around. You know, with Tennessee, would you go after a Dave Aranda if you're Tennessee? Would you go after, um, you know, Matt Canada? Who do you go after at Tennessee? Because you're going to have to get somebody that's not on the first tier, per se, for an SEC primetime job, which Tennessee is. I mean, it's not Alabama. It's not Florida. It's not LSU. It's not Georgia. 
It's not even South Carolina, but it's better than everything else. You know, Texas A&M, we could talk about that for a second. Texas A&M has been a, a mediocre program for the last half century. You know, a team that's uh, – And you just fired the guy that won the most games there. I think a, a fan base that maybe a Kansas just uh, – and, and Texas Tech both decided to re-up David Beatty and, and Cliff Kingsbury. Kansas, I don't think, has won more than three games in, in Beatty's. But you're seeing they're trying to recruit their way out of it. I don't know if they'll give him time. Um, You've sucked forever. Yeah, so give the guy another couple years. But Texas A&M is not like the Jimmy. You had Charlie Weiss, and you know, that didn't work. Uh, yeah, Texas A&M is a, a totally different story. Texas A&M, look, they've never been very good. Look, they caught fire, and Kevin Sumlin will tell you this. Kevin Sumlin came from Houston. Mm-hmm. They fired the coach at A&M. Kevin, Kevin Sumlin comes from Houston. They get Johnny Manziel. And for two years, they catch lightning in a bottle. They, that coincided with the jump to the SEC. They go and historically beat Alabama in, I think it was uh, in Tuscaloosa. I don't think it was at Legion Field in Birmingham. I think it was in Tuscaloosa when A.J. McCarron throws a pick in the end zone at the end of the game. Texas A&M wins that game. Johnny Manziel wins the Heisman. Uh, Tech, uh, A&M goes to the Cotton Bowl, throttles Oklahoma. Kevin Sumlin could run for governor there. Everybody loves him. Johnny Manziel comes back the next year. The expectations are even higher because, hey, we got a chance to play for a national – Texas A&M ain't even sniffed national championship ever, folks. Not anybody that listens to this show that's been alive. And so the, the buildup and what was delivered are two different things. Johnny Manziel bails after the second year. I think some of them wanted him to go because he was a problem, but he also created a lot of opportunity for them. Fundraising goes through the roof at Texas A&M. They outgained Texas in fundraising. Never been done before. The, the SEC move was genius financially. Enrollment blows up. Everything's going well. Oh, yeah, except for the fact that you're not winning the way that we anticipated we would be winning. And so now you fire a guy that's the winningest coach in school history. They've had good recruits. They've had top-level recruiting classes. The, the quarterback's going through Texas A&M. The five-star guys has been like a revolving door for whatever reason. It hasn't worked. you got the prominent attorney that's the booster that gets on the Internet early in the year. Uh, we got to fire him. And this one of your – the guys on the, the board of trustees, I mean, dude, got to have some judgment. Don't push sin. Uh, someone gets the, uh, the racist letter to his house. They sort of rally around him. The team rallies. They come back. They collapse like they typically do toward the end of the year. And so now you've got that job opening. Texas A&M, his, folks, it's never been very good. In Texas A&M people, almost like Tennessee people, you don't realize that LSU, the one thing LSU has going for them the last 15 years, they've been really good. They've got two national titles. They played in another one. They've been relevant in a lot closer future than what Texas A&M or um, who am I Tennessee. Tennessee. Tennessee, you haven't been relevant this millennium. The last time you were relevant is last millennium. You know, Bill Clinton was president the last time Tennessee football was relevant. Yeah, I mean, you've got, uh, I don't know, delusional fan bases are, are, are everywhere, particularly at, at Tennessee, and now Arkansas, I think, to some extent. Okay, let, let, let's cover that one. Let's well, take, we, got some, we, got, got some we, we had a bunch of texts. Let's hear that. Uh, do I think that anyone will uh, look at Mike Leach? That's uh, Terry from Oak Grove. First of all, Terry, uh, I, I really like your name. Yeah, I think Mike, Le- Mike Leach and Lane Kiffin, are giddy right now because of all these people out there that just increased the the number for him. You think Mike Leach would get a rock star's welcome at Tennessee or Arkansas? Or they, they, they become a cult hero. 
I'm telling you, don't be surprised if it's not A&M, Jamie. People in our area, you don't understand the hatred. Mm-hmm. The, the, you know, think back in the 60s and the 70s and even early 80s, the hatred of ULM or NLU and Louisiana Tech. There was just a, a hatred there. That's A&M and that's Texas Tech. There is a hatred there, brother. Don't think Mike Leach that wouldn't – and that's perfect for his personality. Oh, yeah. That is perfect for Mike Leach's personality to go in there with more resources and just – Mike Leach might actually ring up 100 on if he can. It's just a matter of what he wants to do. Yeah. Uh, so, at any rate, you're listening to Sports Talk 97.7, the new Sports Talk 97.7, The Edge, Terry Waller, Jamie Fox. We come back, we're going to talk a little college football playoff. Who's in? Who's out? Who's crying now? To so go back to an old Journey song. This segment brought to you by our friends, our great friends at Power Gourmet Pizza by Design. Go see him on Tower Drive in Monroe next week. Back in a minute. Living on the edge. Living on the edge makes weekdays more fun, especially when you're doing it with Terry Waldrop. And welcome back in Sports Talk 97.7. Terry Waldrop, Jamie Foxx, the crazy, zany world of uh, college football, and it continues. I'm sure there'll be some fallout this week. Um <laughs> Crazy stuff going on. Let's talk about games, Jamie. We haven't even talked about that. The uh, fighting Gus Malzahn. Arkansas took it twice on uh, on Saturday. They lose their head coach, and they probably lose any chance they get to get Gus Malzahn. Although, what what a hero's welcome Gus Malzahn would get at Arkansas. Well, if if he bailed to go to the Hawks. Yeah, I just don't know um, exactly. I, I think it's a, a situation, though, with with Malzahn, where he's done, a, again, uh, a, I would say more than a solid job at Auburn. They're going to fire him this time last year, Jamie. Yeah, I mean, he and he, they, I think the loser of the Auburn-LSU game last year was going to get fired, and it was that close. One-tenth of a second. It was that close. One-tenth of a second of either one of them. And, uh, you know, Malzahn may say, I've had enough of this, but his recruiting is doing, doing well at Auburn. He's got uh, – why would you not be able to recruit at Auburn, Jamie? Jamie Jacob, he's got a new AD coming in, but he'd have to deal with a new AD. Is it his Arkansas. guy? Well, that's the thing. I mean, at Arkansas, is he going to have input on who's going to yes, be the AD? Yes, 100%. It ain't going to be your girl. Uh, no. It's not or gonna... whatever guy's on staff. It ain't going to be, hey, I'm the point person. Uh, no. Because Gus Malzahn is going from one year almost being unemployed to one of the hottest commodities on the coaching market right now, uh, particularly if he beats Georgia this weekend. Look, if uh, Auburn beats Georgia, they're in. They're in. Guys, You and look, I'm not necessarily an Auburn fan or detractor for that matter. I'm just, you know, I try to be objective. Auburn has beaten, in the last three weeks, they've beaten two teams ranked number one in the country, both by double figures. What else can you do? I mean, you turn around and put one on. The only problem with Auburn, Auburn this week is how, how healthy they're going to be with on Johnson and so forth. Uh, that would be interesting if they beat Georgia two out of three weekends, beat Alabama in there. I mean, how can you? I mean, there that that dispels anything. That Winner that game's in. Period. Winner that game is in. If Wisconsin wins, they're in. They're in. Now, I think Ohio State's going to beat them. Well, I can see that. Happening. I think Ohio State beats them two touchdowns. And then if Ohio State does, that opens the door for Alabama. Again, that opens. Yeah. So that's uh, Oklahoma has to win. They play TCU, right? Correct. Oklahoma's got to win. Pac-12 is out. Uh, so Oklahoma, if they win, they're in. The Clemson-Miami winner is in. 
And I'm still not buying Miami, but they've lost one game, so you got to. Wisconsin, if they win, there's no way they keep an unbeaten Power 5 team out of the Final Four. You can't do it, folks, and have any sort of credibility. And before you start hammering me on the schedule, they're unbeaten in a Power 5 conference. End of story. Yeah, they're in. End of story. They're in. The only way Alabama gets in is if Ohio State beats Wisconsin, which I think is very well, very likely to happen. TCU beats Oklahoma. Where's the Big 12 championship game at? Is, that Kansas? is it Dallas or is it Kansas City this year? I'm not sure. TCU is capable of doing that. Oh, yeah, I see TCU. I can see TCU winning that. Uh, Miami, Clemson, winners in. Georgia, Auburn, winners in. Well, and, of course, uh, you know, Notre Dame probably was still in the in the picture until they lost to Stanford. But, uh, the trees of Stanford took care of the Irish. Yeah, and um, so you're seeing some, you know, if every – in a perfect world, obviously they'd love somebody from the uh, Pacific Northwest in there, like a Washington. That ain't happening. They're out this year. So it's going to have to be, you know, if Wisconsin takes care of business, what this will be their sternest test, I believe, and uh, and they deserve to be in. So with well, a Mount Carmel girls' seventh grade junior varsity team, aside from the, this test, this that was their well. And I think I think the uh, not nothing against Alabama, but I think the uh, with. With Clemson or Miami, there's your Southern representative, and Oklahoma somewhat. They don't want an all, you know, they want some geographical balance. Uh, Wisconsin gives that to them. Ohio State gives it well, to Wisconsin them. Look, Wisconsin has won their way. And I'm not a Wisconsin fan. I went off on them. I, I, their schedule was crappy. Want to see a crappy schedule? Look at Alabama. Alabama's goal was, hey, we run the table. you got to put us in. When you look at their non-conference schedule, the, who's the best win Alabama has? Florida State at the first of the year. Much ballyhooed game, and Florida State ended up not being very good. Their best win, Jamie, is LSU. Out of conference, maybe Fresno State at home. You better call the girl from Arkansas. I don't know. They had football at Fresno State. Better believe they do. Uh, Jamie, seriously, that's your best win? That's what you're coming to the the convention with? Both both Auburn and Alabama played Mercer this year, so what can you say about that? Um, I would like to say Auburn played Clemson. Auburn played LSU. Auburn played Alabama. Auburn played Georgia twice. Dude, that's that's not bad. They're in. Yeah, and they're I, in if they win. Yeah, I'd say that. Uh, I think they get beaten in the semis, but I, I don't think they're that good. But nonetheless, they have earned. Oh, you you're talking about a team that's earned their way in. You beat Georgia uh, two out of three times, or two out of three in. weeks. You beat Alabama. Uh, they lost to LSU in a game they collapsed in. They lost to Clemson in a very close game. Yeah, early on. Eight points. Yeah. I would say this: Auburn has gotten better throughout the year. Without a doubt, a two-loss Auburn team, if they win Saturday, deserves to be in. Well, it depends on the other ones. Well, you know, if Auburn loses, they're out. Well, yeah. If Georgia loses, they're out. Period. Not even a, not even a discussion. Georgia can, and I, you know, I'm going to go ahead and tell you, I think Georgia wins the game. Yeah, it's going to be awfully hard for Auburn to beat them two weeks in a row, two out of three. Weeks. The yeah. way they throttle them that first time. Yeah. And so, you know, this will be a different Georgia team. If we don't need eight teams in the college football playoff, this is a great example for that. Here's the issue. We're talking about Alabama being able to get in the national championship if they don't win their conference championship. All right? Wisconsin, different people like that. I mean, is there anybody that's going to make a case if Wisconsin loses that they should be in there? No. Not Outside Wisconsin? No. But how important are the conference championship games if we're saying, hey, a team that doesn't even win their conference championship – can win 
the national championship or, or get invited to that final four. Same principle with basketball, Jamie. How many teams that don't win their conference championship win a national championship? Quite a few. I got a ring on my finger because I didn't win my conference title that year. You got hot. You got better at the end of the year. Teams change. You see that in high school football right now. You see teams that weren't real good early on for whatever reason. Dude, they get better. Well, I think the committee, two teams that I do not think they want to see in this year, and nothing, no offense to them, because uh, they've given us two very incredible games the last two years, Clemson and Alabama. Yes. I don't think the committee would, would love to see either one of those two back in. But, to your point, there's this is a bigger argument for the 18 playoff, which Bill Hancock says isn't going to happen for a while. But, again, if, if you take care of your business, and Auburn without question deserves to go if they knock off Georgia, that's a very big hurdle they have to jump through. But you got to be – it's amazing the ups and downs of college football. And if Gus Malzahn goes from being hired to being, being vetted at – you know, desired at Arkansas to – Don't discount that. Don't discount Gus Malzahn going, you know what, I'm going to leave Auburn on top of the world. I'm going to Arkansas. And can you imagine the reception he would get at Arkansas and how Arkansas would feel? We stole homeboy Gus Malzahn from Auburn if he loses the game to Georgia. It would not surprise – and i got no inside information. I'm just playing, looking on the outside, kind of evaluating. Uh, I think coaches do things for different reasons. It's not a money situation. Uh, Arkansas – When's the last time they were relevant? When you had Bobby Petrino. That's another name that's got to go out there. Frank Rolls. Hey, Tennessee, go get Bobby Petrino. Well, here's the here's the, the X factor in both. Steve, teams. you're right. LSU won the SEC in 11 and Bama, Bama won the title. Absolutely. LSU, um, you know, uh, excuse me, Arkansas and Auburn have two X factors that are really, you know, what if you go to Arkansas, you don't know who your AD is going to be. Unless you let Gus Malzahn. I'm bringing my AD with me. That's part of my – if but I'm the football – He's not taking J.J. Here's the leverage, Jamie. I'm bringing my AD with me. Because so, typically what you do is you hire your AD, you let your AD lead that search, and the president makes that decision, but the AD is cool with it. I think you're seeing something totally different this time. I think as a football coach now, I'm going to be able to tell you who my AD is. Hey, look, uh, I'd really be interested in going to whatever the school this this, this is, but – you know, I've got to have my guy there. And I think you're seeing almost the inverse relationship there. So it's going to be Gus Malzahn or whoever the Tennessee guy. It's completely changed. The, the paradigm is completely shifted. Uh, and I think the savvy coaches like Lane Kiffin are going to be on top of this. And I think you're going to see Lane Kiffin sooner rather than later in an SEC uniform. Uh, it would not surprise me one bit. And what if Gus does bail? Who do you get at Auburn? Who who is the one person that Nick Saban hates more than anything else? I think you go to Lane Kiffin. I think you go to Lane Kiffin. And I think he would love that. I think he would too. Been a fun show. I can't wait. I want to listen to Sean this afternoon. I'm gonna to get to listen to him. I think for about 35 minutes.